again and then like to share with you three words Matthew chapter 14 and verses 18 to 19 he said bring them hither to me and he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven he blessed and break and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude and I want to look at three words here And they are bring, blessed, and break. And it's the new year. And I'd like to preach on the thought of a message. And you know, Americans, we speak in English. We say, Happy New Year. But that's not what I want to preach on. I like the Spanish version. The Spanish version of Happy New Year. The Spanish folks, they say Happy New Year, but that's not what they say. And if you've ever heard Feliz Navidad, they go into what they say. They say Prospero Año. And I like that better than Happy New Year. So I'd like to preach on the thought of a message. Prospero Año. Prosperous New Year. That's what I like. I mean, I like to feel happy. But I, you know, instead of saying happy birthday, wouldn't it be nice to say prosperous birthday? So Prospero And I want to look at three things to have a prosperous new year. But what about COVID? What about Jesus? I'm thankful that through it all, God can give us a prosperous new year. Amen. So a man and his friend were talking about their new year's resolutions. And a friend said, I heard you set some really tough resolutions. Have you completed them? And he said, yeah, of course. I swam across the Pacific Ocean. I didn't even have a boat. I said, whoa. (laughs) And then he said, what else did you do? Well, I scaled Mount Everest, but I just wore a pair of shorts, right? And he said, really? (laughs) And he said, but there's one New Year's resolution I have not completed this year. And the friend said, what was that? He said, to break my habit of lying. The Bible says when it was evening, the disciples came to Jesus and it said, this is a desert place and the time is now past. It's dinner time. Send the multitude away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. You know that the Bible says we kind of started at a place where... Everything had not come together. You ever find yourself in that place? It's a desert place. It's dark. People are hungry. The meter is going from hungry to hangry. You know that you know what hungry and then you get hangry. Yeah, everyone's getting a little irritated. We were getting ready to get off the plane and uh, we were coming back to Jacksonville and we were late because of weather. And so we tried to get up a little early to get going and then to make our connection. And then one of the men said, you get up, that was sitting down. And his family, they were late, so everyone was starting to get a little agitated. We finally got to this little train that takes us in Dallas from one part to another part. And they said, oh, uh, the train is delayed because of blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. And our flight was leaving in like 15 minutes or 10 minutes. And I'm like, well, New Year's Day. First challenge, you know, a lot of people think, well, New Year's is going to be uh, so easy and everything's going to go our way. Brethren, it doesn't have to go our way. 
We got to go God's way. You know that I'm thankful that the having a prosperous new year, it said it was an evening time, that, that the time of dinner was passed, and the disciples' idea was just send everybody home. You know that I'm thankful God doesn't want everyone to go their separate way. God has another plan. The Bible says, give them something to eat. You know what the disciples said? Uh, Jesus... There's a little kid selling food, but we've got five loaves and two fish. That's all we can come up with. What are they among so many? Maybe you started the new year and it seems like that. I've got a little bit. I mean, I've got, have you ever looked in your fridge when you come back from a trip? I looked at my fridge and it was like, ooh, (laughs) easier to clean, right? (laughs) Because you can see everything, right? And uh, I had an apple this morning, but... The first thing I'd like to look at in Prospero Año is what Jesus said to those disciples. He said, you know, you got five loaves and two fishes. Maybe your life, you're like, well, preacher, I just got a little bit. If I'm honest, I've got this or a little bit of that. He said, bring them hither to me. To have a prosperous new year, well, the first thing I'd like to make up uh, in my mind is to make a decision. Make a decision. You know, have you ever been in a race before in sports and you're really nervous before the race? Maybe you were in a fight and you're really nervous before the fight. Uh, maybe you were in a fight on the way to church, but you probably weren't nervous in the fight, right? When the, when the gun goes off, pow, or when the, when, the, when the race starts, you know what to do, right? It's before you can make that decision before the test results come back, before the bill comes from the hospital. You can get worried. But you know that what we need to do first to have a prosperous new year is to make a decision. You see, Jesus made a decision. What he said, hey, I know what's going to happen. Bring them hither to me. You know that I'm thankful that God has a plan. The first thing in a prosperous new year, we need to bring things to Jesus. We need to bring them to Jesus. The Bible says that in John chapter 6, this is the same account of the feeding of the 5,000. The Bible said, he said to Philip in John chapter 6, where are we going to buy bread that everyone is going to eat? You know, Jesus knew the answer, right? And then it says, and this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he, had, he would do. God already has a plan. You know that God already has a plan for your life. If you go back to Genesis chapter 3, I just read this uh, the other day. After man had fallen, after man had eaten of that fruit in the midst of the garden of the knowledge of good and evil. In Genesis chapter 3, the Bible says in verse 15, I will put enmity. He's speaking to this evil serpent, right? Between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. Women don't have seed, right? Men have the sperma, that's the Greek. And women have the egg, that's biology, right? But it said her seed. You see, a virgin was going to be with child. This is an opening to what God had for the salvation plan of sending his son. And then he said, and it shall bruise thy head. You see, Jesus was going to destroy Satan. And the Bible said, and thou, the serpent, shall bruise his heel. That Jesus would be afflicted on the cross. But you see, in Genesis, God already had a plan. If we, can, if we want a prospero año, we need to make a decision 
to bring that to Jesus. You know, that whatever we have in our life that's going on, instead of just dealing with it ourselves, say, preacher, I'm just dealing with it. No, I want to let God deal with it because God has a plan. He said, bring them hither to me so that I'm thankful. Say, preacher, but I've got a person that I'm dealing with in my life. What am I do with them? Bring them to Jesus. You know, that changes everything when you deal with Jesus in someone's life. And you know that when someone gets on your nerves, say, have you ever been to our church? I want to give you an invitation. Because if you bring them to Jesus, see, God doesn't kill his enemies. He makes them into his friends. Bring them hither to me. So preacher, but I've got problems with this and problems with that. Bring it to Jesus because I'm going to show you why. The second thing is if you bring it and make a decision, you know, say, preacher, I made a decision, but it didn't work out. What are you going to do? Wait for the next year to make another decision? Make another one. Say, preacher, I tried to work out three times a day and it didn't work or it worked for like one day. You know, I ate all the kale that I could and I'm sick and I don't want any more kale for the rest of the rest of the year. That's okay. Make another decision. I tried to do this and it didn't work. Don't stop. Make another decision. Bring it to Jesus. I make decisions all the time. The second thing is bless. So first we have to make a decision. But notice, when they brought that fish and that bread to Jesus, do you know what happens? When you bring things to Jesus, he blesses them. That's what Jesus does. This altar is a place of blessing. And I, I, the first time I came to New Testament Christian Church, I didn't go to an altar because I was too chicken, right? But I did give my life to Jesus Christ. I gave up my sin and I gave my life to Jesus and let him be my Lord. And my life changed. Because you see, when I went out of that church, all of the blessings of Jesus Christ went with me. I repented of, I went home and I, my, my wife, there's no kids. Well, Ozzy doesn't understand this, but I went out and threw my dirty magazines away when I went home. Why? Because I got Jesus in my life. And when I went back, Jesus went with me. And when I went back to my barracks room in the Marine Corps, there were things that didn't match with my new life that Jesus gave me. And I, I wanted to keep the blessing that God had. Everything else changed. You know that when Jesus blesses you, things change in your life. This man said, for my New Year's resolution, I promise to never steal money out of my wife's purse. But then I just remembered she's got a birthday coming up. You see, when God comes into our life, he begins to bless. I don't do that often. Now, I do borrow money from my wife, right? I do borrow money. He said, preacher, preacher, but your wife works? No, my wife's job is to take care of our daughter. That's my wife's job. She is a full-time mom. There's no such thing as stay-at-home mom. Moms don't stay nowhere. They're on the move, man. She's a full-time mom. Amen. And you say, well, how does she have money? Does she steal it? No. I give her some. I don't believe. You see, money helps you express yourself. I believe if you have a wife that she should have money. Because otherwise, she'll have to get a job and try to express herself. We need money to express ourselves. Amen. I make sure she has money. And then I go borrow it from her. Yes. <laughs> Not steal. Not steal. Amen. But you know what? 
A man's life does not consist of the abundance of the things that they possess. Okay, That's your right. life is That's worth right. so That's much right. more than what you have right. or what you don't have. That's right. Okay, but I love my wife. I give her money. Not just for, I don't buy her stuff for her birthday so much or Christmas, but I just make sure she has money every week. And if I forget, I remind she'll remind me. <laughs> Amen. But let me tell you what God does. Prospero año. When you bring that to Jesus, this is guaranteed. I got a prediction. When you bring something to Jesus, he'll bless it. You bring it to Jesus, he'll bless it. So preacher, uh, show me. And I like what Jesus does. He's looked up to heaven. No miracle had happened yet, right? He looked up to heaven. He's got this bread and this fish. And it said, he blessed. He blessed the beginning. You know that I'm thankful that God can bless your life before you see the results come out. Have you ever read Psalm, uh, excuse me, have you ever read uh, Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount? You ever see what Jesus said? What was the first word out of his mouth? Blessed. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. What? The poor in spirit? But that's the beginning. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You see, Jesus blesses the beginning. Notice, blessed are they that what? Mourn. What? That's not a blessing in that. Why? Because God blesses the beginning. Here's the outcome. They shall be comforted. Then he said, blessed are the meek. Meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And one more, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Say, preacher, but they haven't gotten what they need yet. But God blesses the beginning. And then the Bible said, for they shall be filled. You see, when God allows you to do something, he blesses the beginning so that the outcome is guaranteed in God. You see, when God blesses the beginning, all you got to do is just hang on and let God do something in that circumstance. I remember, you know, God blessed man in the garden. He said, be fruitful and multiply. He blessed them. That's the first thing that God does is he'll bless you. After the flood, what did God do to Noah? He blessed him. The Psalm 1, it said, blessed is the man. When they brought children to Jesus, what did Jesus do? They were nothing. They were these little kids. His disciples didn't want him to waste the time. He's like, talk to these businessmen. No, but God took up. He said, this is the, the, the children. Is, they make up the, the kingdom of God. And he put his hands on them. What did he do? He blessed them. You know, children grow up really quick and become adults. But Jesus blesses the beginning. I remember that there was a, there was a we went to the hospital to visit somebody. And, uh, you know, they kind of have this like uh, uh, emergency room. Before COVID, you could go in there if you were like got a... You could go like do the curtain, shink, and you could like see the person that you were visiting before they got the permanent room. And I remember, my wife probably remembers this. This was downtown at, uh, at the hospital downtown, UF, I think they call it now, Shans. And so we walk in there to visit someone who comes to church. And uh, there was a lady in there in a hospital gown. I don't know if you remember this. She was walking around. You know what a hospital gown is? That means she was a patient. And at first I thought she was, now if you've ever been to Shands, you know what I'm talking about. At first I thought she was just kind of like, you know, just like off that rocker. She should have been back on the rocker. But I, I began to watch her. 
She was walking around. Now, a hospital gown, you meant it's business up front and party in the back, okay? It's closed up front, but it can, if you don't tie those little strings, then, right. But she was walking around to different beds and praying for people. But she was a patient. And I was like, man, that is so awesome. What was she doing? She was walking around, not waiting for her situation to get perfect. And she was blessing people with the power of Jesus Christ, even though she was going through something. Man, that's what God wants us to do before everything works out, before our life gets quote unquote perfect. God wants us to be part of the solution. But I just want to ask you to stand to your feet. You know what? Uh, Before we go, we're not finished yet, but if you just stand to your feet, I want you to lift up your hearts and bless a situation that you think is crazy, but God can do something. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your car. Maybe, but you have power in your tongue to bless. God, I pray that you will bless through words. God, bless this church. Bless hearts that would believe you. God, I pray that you would bless men and women as they speak those words with faith. That God would bless. God, I pray that you would bless everything that they could believe you for. That you would give them strength where there is no strength. That you can move in their lives, God. And Lord, that you can give that you can give, Lord, from the abundance of heaven. God, that we have power to bless our situations, to bless our environments, to bless our homes, to have a prosperous new year. God's good. Man, sit down. I'm going to do one more thing. Amen. Amen. My wife's like, was that supposed to play? No, brethren, you have power to bless. You can walk around just like that woman. You can bless where you work. I worked with a gentleman in the Marine Corps. And he walked around where he worked before everyone else came in and he would walk around and bless his shop. He would walk around and lay hands on things. Say, is that crazy? No, he was claiming it for Jesus Christ. Have you ever done that? You ever walked up to someone and say, I'm claiming you for Jesus Christ. Say, well, I don't want that. That's all right. You cannot want it, but I can bless it. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your family. Isn't that what Jesus said? Bless them that curse you. He said, walk around. Don't wait for them to be saved. Just bless them. Why? Because it's in our power to do it, to have a prosperous new year. So preacher, what about my car? I blessed it and it's still old. Yeah, but it's still old and running. God bless me with that. Bless. Let me to be a blessing. Isn't that what he said to Abraham? He said, thou shalt be a blessing. Bless with your words. Bless your wife. Bless your kids. This man, uh, he wanted to get a divorce, right? And so he talked to his friend, right? Oh, mom? Or are you just waiting? Leo. Oh, Leo. Who is Tish? Oh, Miss Tish. Or dad. Mr. Tish. Mr. Lewis, right? Same thing, mom, dad. This man wanted to get a divorce. He hated his wife. And, uh... So he had this friend that wasn't much of a friend. He said, don't divorce her. He said... You really want to stick, stick the knife in her back? Treat her really nice, like a princess for a whole month. And then serve her the papers on a silver platter. Serve her those divorce papers. And so the guy's like, I'm going to do it! So he begins to treat her like a princess. He begins to speak gingerly to her, brings her tea in the morning, because princesses drink tea, right, in the little cup. And uh, uh, says nice things, helps brush her hair. Have you ever brushed your wife's hair? 
Have I ever brushed your hair? You don't need to do that, right? I don't want to divorce you, though. So. And at the end of the month, the friend who had given this, this diabolical advice didn't see his friend that wanted a divorce. And so about six months later, he saw him in the mall, and he's like, hey, did you divorce her? He said, what do you mean? You know your wife. I, you wanted to divorce her, and I told you treat her like a princess. Uh, did you do that? Oh, yeah, I did just what you said. So you divorced her. He said, no, I didn't divorce her. He said, well, why didn't you divorce her? He said, why would I divorce her? I'm married to a princess. You see that when you treat your wife different, she'll act different. When you treat your husband different and you bless them, they'll act different. When you treat your boss different, your employees different, you'll have a prospero año. Amen. That's my last thing is to break. The Bible said after Jesus did something, he began to break that loaf. And you know that... Uh, this person said at the beginning of this year, I made a New Year's resolution to lose 10 pounds. Only 15 pounds to go. <laughs> you know that when you break, there was, a, there was something that I heard it said. Have you ever heard of an old beginning? So there's no such thing as an old beginning. Absolutely there is. So we're in a new year, but you know a lot of people are having an old beginning. You know what that is? You ever heard someone say same stuff, different day? but they don't say stuff. What do they say? Something else. <laughs> but I got a new mouth. It's because it's a different day, but they're living in the, in the past. And you know that what we really do, and Jesus shows us, but to have a prosperous new year, don't we need to break with the, the letdowns of last year? Say, preacher, I had failures last year. Why don't you break with them? Why don't you let them be in 2021? Say, but my wife and I had a fight. Well, you've been married for more than three days, okay? But you know what? Break with that and say, you know what? That's going to go that way. I'm going to go this way. Because God gave me a new life. I'm going to be like Paul. I'm going to forget. Have you ever heard forgive and forget those things which are behind? And I'm going to reach forward to those things which are before. I'm going to make a break for it. How long does it take to read your Bible? You break it up into small pieces, right? 12 minutes a day. That's all it takes. You can read your whole Bible this year. It's a good time to start. So really, how long does it take to read the Bible? Let me tell you. You know how long it takes? It takes a lifetime. Because once you read it, you begin to realize how much God needs to do in your life. How much that God needs to change in your life. But you break it down into little chunks. If you want, if you want to achieve a goal, that's what you do. You just break it up into little chunks. I'm, I'm serious. If you want to save some money, if you want to do something... Find out where your goal is and reverse engineer it to a daily practice. Read your Bible. Bless your family. Don't eat that, drink that latte every day, right? That's five bucks a day right there. That's, that's, a, that's retirement savings. But break it down into something that you can very simply do every day. But you see, when God makes the break, and, and, and God does that in our life, he breaks off our sins by righteousness, and that's what he instructs us to do. But God is getting ready to do a miracle because after he did that, he gave this miracle of this multiplied bread to the disciples and they gave it. See, the solution comes from the church to the multitude that was hungry. And whenever the disciples got their basket empty, they'd go back to Jesus and Jesus would have another miracle. And he'd bless them and fill them up again. You know, disciples are blessed because we get to go back to Jesus and get another miracle and bring it out. Go back to Jesus, get another miracle and bring it out. And notice what happened. What's the result? After Jesus said bring, and then after Jesus blessed, and then after Jesus broke, 
the Bible said, and they all did eat and were filled. You know when your family's full of joy, when your child is full of joy, when your wife is full of joy, when your husband's full of joy, it doesn't matter what day it is, if it's day or night, 2021, 2022, 2023, there's going to be joy and prosperity and love and peace and blessings from Jesus Christ because I've got my cup lifted up to God. I'm going to bring it to Jesus and God will bless. I guarantee you, anything you bring to Jesus, he's going to bless it. Your family, bring your finances. Bring your relationships to Jesus. Let God build it his way and he'll bless it. Bring it to Jesus. And then God will break. He'll break off those old things. And you don't have to think about them anymore. And he'll give you a new life, a new beginning, and a prospero año, a prosperous year. With heads bowed and eyes closed, do you need something today? Say, preacher, I need something today. Well, let me tell you three things. It's the beginning of the year. Bring it to Jesus. Bring it to Jesus. Don't, don't, let, it, don't let it drag you down because then he'll bless it, bless it. And if it's something you don't need, you can break it off and say, you know what? That was yesterday and today's a new day. And I can start fresh and the sun's coming up again and his mercies, they're new. They're new every morning. I got new mercies for a new day and I got a prospero on you. Let's find a place to pray. These altars are open. You can bring something to Jesus and God can do something with it. And you know what he'll do with it? He'll bless it. God will bless whatever you bring to him. Father, I preach your word. Lord, I pray that you would give us a prospero on you. Bless and then we can break. We can make a break with last year and start a new year in Jesus Christ.